I heard a homily a few years ago by a priest who talked about a man that he knew in Minnesota, a man who had formerly lived in communist-controlled Vietnam. This man was imprisoned and tortured almost to the point of death for being Catholic under the communist government. Eventually, he escaped and made it to America with his family. He opened a small business and loved it here. But he soon found that the more he kept the shop open, the more money he could make. The more money he could make, the better life he could provide for his family. So he started working longer hours, taking less days off, and eventually was even open on Sundays, but would still try and make it to Mass. Until he didn't. He eventually stopped going to church altogether. This man who had almost died for the faith a few years earlier, now gave it up voluntarily. And I would say the majority of people who leave the church, who fall away, don't do so because something bad happens, but rather nothing seems to happen. So often church is something that is important for us, until something else that is important coincides with it. We promise that we will only miss Mass this one time, and then it turns into another time. And before we know it, we aren't even going anymore. At least, that is how it happened in my own life. There was a period of a few years after college where I barely went to church. And if I did, it was because my mom guilted me into it. And this is the story of so many others as well. We get so caught up with being busy in life or trying to be successful, and before you know it, over a period of time, we become desensitized to the divine in our lives, and we just stop trying. Because honestly, Mass doesn't really seem to add anything to my life. It seems to be just another appointment during my already busy week that if I didn't go to, might give me an extra hour to get a hold of my life. And the Catholic Church understands this. It knows what it's like to be a human being because it is comprised of human beings. Today, the entire universal church prays for each of us that we wouldn't be desensitized to the divine, that God would deepen our sense of reverence for things that are holy, why? Because most of what we do during our entire week is focused on things of the world. Our job, our family, our leisure, all focused on things that are very worldly. And that's okay. We are created beings in the world. That is how God made us to exist. But the church prays today that we wouldn't lose the sense of the sacred within the worldly. For we are not just physical beings, but we are made body and soul, spiritual and physical beings. So the church orders our worship today to combat losing the sense of the divine. In the Collect, which is the prayer after the Gloria, this prayer which is directed to God the Father says, quote, Put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good and keep safe what you have nurtured. 
At the end of Mass, you will hear in the closing prayer the following, Renewed by the bread of heaven, the food of charity, we beseech you, Lord, that it may confirm our hearts and stir us to serve our neighbor. Why? Because it isn't enough to be aware of the divine in our life. We are called also to action. Because the beating heart of the church is the Eucharist, charity, and love itself. And if we participate in love in such an intimate way like the Eucharist, then it should be only natural that our love flows into humanity, into those who we interact with. So being attuned to the sense of the sacred helps us appreciate the divine. Communing with the divine fills us with love, and that love spills over in our actions towards all we encounter. And what helps us have a sense of reverence for the sacred? Humility. All of our readings today deal with humility. The first reading and the gospel deal with the humility that you and I need. The second reading from Hebrews talks about the humility of Jesus, coming in the incarnation at the fullness of time. The author of Hebrews explains that we have not approached things that are lofty and could not be touched. The Lord Jesus took on flesh and walked among us for 33 years. The divine Godhead capsulated in human form, which is the perfect example of divine humility, coming down to exist among the creatures he created as a creature himself. So we learn true humility from the example of Jesus. Then we practice humility, because humility is like a wonderful cup of hot black coffee after a really decadent piece of cake. You really enjoyed that cake, but then the first sip of delicious, wonderful, God-given coffee cuts through the sweet taste on your tongue and fills your mouth with a completely wonderful but different flavor. And this is the role of humility in life. People often confuse humility with humiliation. But true humility cuts through the humdrum monotony of life and quickly attunes us to the things of the spiritual world. True humility is recognizing that there is indeed a God of the universe, and I am not Him. Humility means being in tune with who you truly are at your core, in your essence, that person that God created you to be, not the one that we have become due to time and circumstance, but the person He actually created us to be. Because when that person, when we know who that person is, that person sets the world on fire. No one reveres the sacred more or loves the rest of humanity more than the man or woman who knows their defects, their faults, and their failings, and still says, God loves me and wants to use me to change people's lives. Even with all of my defects, he wants to use my brokenness to heal others. Because it is only in our humility that people will be drawn to us, but not really us, more Jesus living through us. So therefore, the first reading exhorts us, my child, conduct your affairs with humility, and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Because the best gift that we could give anyone is authenticity. To be truly authentic with people is an absolute gift. 
It doesn't matter what your state in life is, how old you are, how young you are, how infirmed you are, or how useless you feel. The fact that you are alive means that you have something distinct to offer to humanity that no one else in the world can offer. And it would be an absolute shame if you never offered that. When we know who we truly are, we are attuned to the sacred presence in our lives. When we recognize the sacred, we are filled with divine love. And when we are filled with divine love, we cannot help but to love the members of the body of Christ more.